0: You're listening to the Tool Station Western League podcast with Ian Knockolds and Tom Hiscott. Welcome, listeners, to episode 33 of the Tool Station Western League podcast with me, Ian Knockolds, and I am delighted to be joined on the line by the editor of the Toolstation Station Western League Bulletin. It is Mr Tom Hiscott. Hello, Tom, how are you? Yeah, I'm all
1: right, and yourself?
0: I'm very good. Uh, good. Have you recovered from the revelry of our 200th episode last <laughs> week?
1: Yeah, it's a bit of a, a bit of a letdown now, isn't it? Two hundred a bit a bit dull, nothing to celebrate. But yeah, no, that was uh, a was great, and it was uh, a yeah bumper issue, plenty plenty going on. So yeah, it was good, good to listen back, and uh, hopefully yeah, hopefully the, uh, the the viewers enjoyed. Yes, I certainly hope so.
0: We've had some lovely messages um, from people mm. talking about you know listening every week and you know being really very very polite about about what we do. Um, so I'm incredibly grateful for that. Um, Although nobody picked up on the fact that uh, we changed the jingle music,
1: mm-hmm.
0: so I don't know whether that's a resounding thumbs down.
1: Maybe they are, just skip that bit. Well, they might of, do. Might, they, they fast forward to the best bit. I don't know.
0: I was really, I was really excited. It's the first time in mm. 200 episodes we changed the jingle music, and um, nobody, nobody said a word. Anyway, never mind that. Uh, on this week's episode of the podcast, we speak to Tim Legg, the Wellington manager, and Jamie Hillman, the manager of Hengrove Athletic. Um, but we're going to kick things off by having a look at the fixtures played on Saturday, the 12th of March. And uh, we'll we'll start in the Premier Division, where Cadbury Heath, lowly Cadbury Heath, they were at it again. And um, well, they, the, the victims this time were Buckland Athletic.
1: Absolutely. I think, um, yeah, I don't know if that, oh, I'm assuming it's a, a planned thing but they've got a lot of home games at the moment they've got a yeah a spate of games down at springfield and they're really yeah picking up picking up pace um three nil win for them over over buckland so no real worries for them it's a yeah another another great result and it's matt huxley uh, matt huxley apologies matt huxley was the main man again he scored neither either half for the home side he's yeah i think he'd it'd be fair to say he's probably their star man definitely in front of goal uh, as I say, a couple couple more efforts um, for him on Saturday. And, um, yeah, uh, Harry Goldspink adding a third in the closing stages. But, yeah, another another fine result for one of the sides who probably, uh, yeah, hoping to sneak up the table over the last couple of months. Who got the third? That was Harry Goldspink. That is the name of the week. I don't we care.
0: We've started on a high, have we? We have, because yeah, I don't care. Nobody's going to have a better name than that. Anyway. We'll um uh, right, our next game, Canesham Town, of course. Have they recovered from the um, from the Ray Johnson and Ian Knockold show uh, where, of course, they lost at home to Bridgewater this weekend? The visitors were Saltash United.
1: They're coming off the back of some good results and that's how it continued here. Well, no, Canesham didn't get like that. They they were beaten again. Uh, a 3-0 defeat for them uh, at home to Saltash. Um, they did actually beat the same opposition a couple of weeks ago, so it was a good... A bit of uh, uh, recent revenge for the Ashes. Uh, and it was, yeah, well, another standout result for them, really. Uh, Reese Thompson uh, and Sam Hughes both scored uh, in the space of five minutes towards the end of the first half. That was when the game really turned in their favour. So it was goalless for about uh, 40 minutes or so. Uh, those two managed to, 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 as I say, score in quick succession and make it 2-0 at the break. And they didn't really look back from now. Um, a, a late a late penalty from Callum Martindale wrapped up the win. And, uh, yeah, another, another three points for Saltash. Our next game
0: is Millbrook at home to Wellington. And this game, Tom, I think it would be fair to say, had more drama than Downton Abbey.
1: Yeah, absolutely. The home hosts will have been yeah pretty gutted to, to drop two points here. Uh, seemingly home and dry. Uh, goals from Sean Thompson and Brian Knight put them, put them in control. Um, Wellington, yeah, up against it. And um, yeah, somehow, I don't know. Quite, but they managed to, 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 to grab a point uh, Jordan Casey cutting the deficit in half five minutes from time and uh, then with the final kick of the game uh, Casey involved again and the ball fell to Jake Quick uh, and he managed to, to slot the ball home and uh, grab the two or draw so uh, yeah but disappointing for, for him but a fantastic fight back from Wellington
0: well Jake Quick certainly left it late mm-hmm. for Wellington and that's where I started my interview with Tim Legg the Wellington manager
2: Yeah, it was, um, it was a crazy game. The, the wind was 30 miles per hour going down to one goal. It's the type of wind that when you took the goal kick and it went up in the air, it would come straight back into your goal. So um, it was about the team who best managed the the weather, really, and adapted to the, to the conditions. And first half, we didn't really take advantage um, of the wind. Uh, things like set pieces going over the bar and... Um, shots going wayward, and Millbrook did a really good job on us, um, sitting deep, but also playing out because they had to play out because the ball would just come straight back at us. Um, and when they got their second in the second half, we thought, yeah, that surely game over, game over because we can't get out of our half. Um, the last ten minutes, um, something changed. We really clicked. We kept on playing our football, and, and we created, started creating chances, and uh, we got our first goal, which. Got our tails up. We were really excited about it to 2-1. And we just kept on pushing forwards. And, yeah, we got our second and one of the last kick of the game. Um, so it was, yeah, great, great character shown by our boys to keep on going, despite being 2-0 down and the odds against us. Really happy with the point in the end. Um, didn't take advantage of the first half. But overall, yeah, we're, we're ex- yeah we, we did well to get back to get the point.
0: I mean, when you take a point from a game like that, with literally the last kick of the game... How did you feel? Did that point feel like actually a win?
2: Yeah, it, it does. It, it changes your whole. Um, you, you before when we were two 0 down, you're down, you're downbeat, you're thinking, oh, how are we gonna keep the lads like spirits uplifted? But as soon as we got that point, um, that that goal to get that point at the end, we we're all running towards corner, including myself, <laughs> had a pile <laughs> on, and it, it changes the whole. Atmosphere. You are going inside the change room feeling like it's a win because, well, you feel like you've travelled all that way, you've travelled 100 miles and you're going to get nothing. And then within a couple of minutes, you've actually got something from the game and it's been worth travelling up. So, yeah, credit, credit to our lads for never giving in. Um, we'll keep on going.
0: Now, you've had a difficult run of games, to be fair, recently. And um, if my records are correct, and please correct me if I'm wrong, but you'd not actually scored a goal since February the 5th. So to see two go in 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 one
2: game, regardless of the result, I imagine was
0: quite a relief for you.
2: Yeah, a huge, a huge relief. Um, yeah, I think it was four games in a row we hadn't managed to score. Um, and it wasn't down to not creating chances and not being within the game. It was we were either unlucky or we, or we weren't ruthless enough in front of goal, which um, has really hurt us. Um there have been some games where we've been really on top of we've, we've come off and we've lost and we haven't been able to score. So that's, that's been something we've really tried hard to improve on um, the last couple of weeks. So when we managed to get the two goals at the end, it was a huge, huge weight off our shoulders. And um, we've got Ilfa Cream tonight going into that game. So hopefully we can carry it on and the lads get some confidence from that. And uh, we can crack on and, and hopefully get some more points on the board.
0: I mean, to go for that many games without getting a goal, I mean, you must have obviously given it some thought. What what do you think you put that difficult run down to?
2: Well, it was no secret, it was just poor, poor finishing, to be honest, because we were creating we were creating a lot of chances. We were getting into the final third a lot, we were getting crosses, we were getting through balls. Um I think maybe we just lacked confidence in in finishing, um and and getting and getting the goal in the with the final touch, whether it would be a set piece or or whatever. We also play teams that I think are quite um, clever against us and they defend deep and counter, um, which which seems to happen quite a bit. They, they allow us to have possession. Um, so w- when they sit deep and they defend deep, it's a lot harder to score against. Um, so it's a bit of that. But throughout the whole of training, the last four or five weeks, we have worked on forward runs, forward passes, um, and then get ultimately trying to finish and get more goals Um, because we knew we needed to improve in scoring goals to get more points. Um, Most of the game I'm very happy with, the way we play. Um, I think it's quite entertaining. I think we keep a lot of the possession. We defend quite well. Uh, We work hard. We're quite hard to beat most of the time. Um, It's just that final little bit that that we're really working hard on to try and get the outcomes that we want.
0: I mean, it's not all been doom and gloom, is it? Because actually, you know, in January, you held the league leaders to a draw. So, I mean, you know, you must be doing something right.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it was a, a draw 2-2, two, 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 wasn't it? And again, we come off, we come off that pitch thinking that we should have won. Um, so, another game where it was, right, we've done well, we played really well. Um, I think they got a late goal um, to get that draw. So similar feeling from us to Millbrook. It's just very topsy-turvy. And um, I think I think the teams with the best commitment from the squad do really well and they're able to get some consistency. Whereas we've had different squads near enough every week. Um, so again, that consistency of having the same team and the same lads around does does make a difference. So that was another reason which I probably didn't mention on. That, that again we know we want to try and improve uh, within the club to try and climb that table and, and get the results that we want I
0: mean what did you what have you made of the top sides um, in the league that you've played so far I mean ha, ha, were, were, were Tavistock you know one of the better sides that you'd faced
2: yeah yeah the the league table doesn't lie um, all, the, all the top teams are they're very difficult to play against because they've they're, sh- they're strong at the back they're well organised um, they're tough to beat but they've usually always got an edge um, up front as well whether it be a player or whether it be a couple of players or whether it be the way they play they've, there's always an edge so when we played Exmouth at their place and we lost 1-0 again it was one of those games where I thought personally that we were on top of the game we created most of the chances but they play the pitch very well they defend very, very well they're very well organised and um, one of their strikers who's been scoring a lot of go- goals in the Western League recently, got them the goal that Len got in the 1-0 win. And that seems to be the difference between um, us in the bottom half of the table and them at the top half. They're very tough to beat, but they also get goals at the most important times within the game.
0: I mean, it's interesting you talk about the league table there because in football we're very familiar with the concept of leagues within leagues, and I think we're seeing sort of a uh, you know a three-horse race um, for the um, for the league title, uh, yes. and then there's this hugely congested mid-table all the way down, literally to to where you are in in 14th, because um, yes. there's 10 points between yourselves and Buckland, and then really from Buckland up it, it, it gets incredibly. Yeah, uh, in- incredibly congested, doesn't it? So I mean, you know, it's a it, it's a it's an interesting it's an interesting table to be involved in.
2: Yeah, um, I think last time I talked to you, I said the ambition is for us to try and get into that top half of the table. So we're kind of in that league where we want to try and get within the top ten, uh, and and we've got some games and um, with teams in and around us that we're finishing off with that would be really important to try and achieve that. It's going to be very hard for us to, to try and achieve that because we have dropped points the last couple of months, whether it be draws that we have um, should have won or, or whether we've lost and we just didn't perform very well. So we're looking to finish strong and, and keep on challenging to try and climb that table um, and keep on looking up to try and get to that 10th spot. Um, whether it would be possible, we'll, we'll find out. We'll just take it game by game and, and see where we end up.
0: Uh, you mentioned earlier in the interview you've got Ilfracombe at home tonight, and then it's Saltash away. Uh, two really difficult games. How do you how do you feel going into them?
2: As you mentioned when we played and we got that late goal. It almost feels like a win. So we're we're going into tonight full of confidence. I feel, um, and Ilfracombe have had a brilliant season so far. So no doubt about it, it's going to be a tough game. Um, and to get any sort of result against them we're going to have to be at our best, so hopefully we put in a strong performance tonight and get those results. Um, going somewhere like Siltash, uh, you've got the travelling to to consider and get there, and you're going to have to put on, and again, another strong performance, so hopefully if we have a strong performance tonight, again, um, that will increase our confidence going into Siltash, um, or it could be equally the other way, we all couldn't perform very well, we performed very badly, we'll be going into Siltash with with low confidence we'd be trying to rebuild again so it's trying to keep that momentum that we got from saturday with that assignment of getting the eight goals and um yeah hopefully hopefully put in a performance to to get that
0: i mean obviously you're very much focused on this season and finishing as high as you can but um i mean we're, you know we're in the middle of march now and you know you're learning obviously you're still learning a lot about your side you know there are things obviously that you'd have liked to have improved, but there are other things like that never say die attitude that they exhibited at Millbrook where, you know, it all goes well for next season. Have you have you dared to start thinking about next season yet? Um
2: yeah, I think I think it'll be so I'd say you definitely do, um, at this stage of the season, you, you look to who you think will be with you next year, who will be a spine, who's done really well this year, who will who will progress um, and help us progress into where we want to go next year. So I think you do, and you also you also look at um, players like in and around the team, um, and and give them an opportunity and have a look to see if they can offer something different. So there is there is definitely that at the end of the season. Again, if it, if we were looking to try and win the league, if we were in that sort of position, it's it's different than that. But we're in a position where. Um, we can afford to. We can afford to try some players. We can afford to look at different players. We can look, afford to play different systems or play different ways. And yeah, there's definitely one eye on that because it's it's a long-term game that we want to try and improve and, and get to that top half of the table. And if you look at our squad, it's relatively young, uh, not just as an age, but um, with the togetherness. They've only been together um, with a couple of players in and out as well the a year and a half. Um, So with a young squad and and young players as well, it's it's important to give them time and and to look at um, where they will go in in next season as well.
0: And my thanks to Tim uh, for his time. One final match for us to to discuss in uh, the Premier Division was another
1: two-all draw. uh,
0: And this time it was Street against Ashton and Backwell
1: yeah there's another game with uh, late drama that seemed to be the way on saturday there was uh, plenty plenty uh, plenty of goals flying in just before five o'clock and uh, yeah this was the case here as well uh, street managing to to come back to to grab a point uh, and uh, yeah a bit of heartbreak for ashton backwell really because um, they were behind uh finn skiverton putting the cobblers in front uh, but then uh, yeah ashton backwell reduced to 10 men so from there you think well street probably push on and grabbed the points but incredibly it was ashton who obviously dominated the second half and uh yeah scored twice didn't they but um uh fortunately for for street they managed to to find an equalizer really late on uh the extra man paid off uh, and that was elliot hegarty uh finding the back of the net so he restored parity and made made it to a piece and that was that was how it stayed now, there was one other draw um, I was going to um, flag up in the Premier Division. That was between
0: Bridgewater United and Halston Athletic. No goals to talk about there, so very little for Tom, really, to uh, to tell mm-hmm. us about that game. But the highlights from Perrin Films um, that have been put on social media, that was a great watch. I lo- uh, as always, uh, I enjoy watching those on a Sunday and um, really enthralling given that, uh, that, that there wasn't any uh, any goals in that game. So I'd certainly recommend it if uh, if you get a chance to give that a watch. If you're thinking,
3: Toolstation, I know they'll save me money, but do they have all the top brands? You know, DeWalt, Makita, Einhell, Stanley, Myra, Kudox, Nest and Santex. Yeah, they do. Over 15,000 trade quality products in the range from the leading brands with prices that are hard to beat. If you want a helping hand to save on your next job, try Toolstation. With over 300 branches, there's always a Toolstation near you.
0: Now, moving on to the first division, and we kick off at Nurstead Road. Now, Tom, mm-hmm. I wasn't able to make Saturday's game because it was my daughter, Juliet's birthday, and we were in Legoland. Um, but I was there glued to my um to my iPhone um whilst queuing up to go into the various various rides, the old duplo roller coaster. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and well, I nearly had a heart attack because mm-hmm. um, um devices, Devises did remarkably well, certainly in the first half. Did they manage to keep it up in the second?
1: Unfortunately, it wasn't to be. I was going to say, if you turned your phone on at four o'clock, great news. Sam Hughes scoring twice, putting, uh, putting the home side, uh, your boys 2-0 up at the break and seemingly on the way to, to Denton Welton's um, title challenge. Uh, but uh, yeah, the to be fair to the Green Army, they managed to, to fight back in the second half and yeah, they managed to, to claim the 3-2 win. Um couple of goals from Courtney Charles. Uh, he managed to, to put the game uh, back on level terms. He scored really early in the second half, which was probably a bit of a dent to Divisor's confidence. And then 15 minutes from time, he struck again, uh, drawing them level. Uh, and then it was uh, Toby Cole uh, heading home, a dramatic uh, late winner. Uh, so that completed their turnaround. And, yeah, a couple of, couple of chaps who've uh, notched a fair few this year, to be fair. So, uh, yeah, Welton um, probably probably worthy of a 3-2 win. But, yeah, a spirited effort from, uh, from Devisors. The archetypal game of two halves. Yeah, it was, not it? Yeah. Never
0: mind. There's um, <laughs> always next week. Yeah. Um, moving on to Hengrove Athletic. Uh, the visitors uh, were Bishops Lydiard, and this was a really a comprehensive result for the home side.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think we, we picked up on it recently. We like what they're doing at the moment, Hengrove. And uh, yeah, another another result that they'll be happy with. Uh, 3 0 victory for them over the Lydiard. Uh, a couple of goals um, from Pete Shepherd striking in either half of this one. Uh, yeah, making the difference. And, uh, yeah, another, another as I say, another three points for the Grove.
0: Well, I thought that was a great opportunity to get Jamie Hillman back on the podcast. Jamie's been a great supporter of the podcast ever since we started 200 episodes ago. And uh, it was always great to get him back on the line, um, particularly after a 3-0 win. Uh, so I started off by asking him whether that game was as comfortable as the scoreline suggests.
3: Um yeah i think so um we we had a we had chances before we scored and we scored quite early on um i think we we took our chances at the right times um and yeah it it was it was it was as comfortable as three uh, 0 to be honest it probably should have been more
0: um, now your form this year has been inconsistent. I think uh, inconsistent at best. Uh, you had a run of uh, three wins against Bishop Sutton, Bristol Telephones, and Almondsbury, and that was bookended by the feats to Longwell Green, Titherington, and Radstock. So, I mean, what what what, what do you make of your form this season, uh, this year?
3: Um, yeah, I, I think, like you said, you can you can say it's a bit a bit up and down. Um, but in fairness, you know, we've we've kind of started again this year. Um, introducing a lot of new faces, a lot of young lads in. That's what you're going to get with, with, with them, you know. You, one week they can be world beaters and you think, right, they've got it and the next week they're not kind of thing. So you have to put up with it, you have to persist with them. Um, and I think that in the long run, um, certainly, and, and certainly over the last two or three months, we've seen, uh, we, we've seen what they can do.
0: I mean, is it really sort of as simple as... Um getting younger players sort of up to speed with Western League football or have you had any other, have you been fighting fires on any other fronts?
3: Um, not really. You have the the usual, which every other team goes through where, you know, players leave for daft reasons. If you like, players decide to go elsewhere when, you know, they, they make up one thing and it, it's not necessarily the truth. Um, I think that Every team looks to try and get new players in. Um, and if they're a young lad, you can you can probably get one or two in and learn them the ropes if that's the right phrase to use and, and things like that. We've probably done it with, I think, um, our Secretary Martin put a, put a tweet out this weekend saying that I think we've averaged about seven teenagers per starting lineup. up um, So you can probably get away with one or two, but trying to do all at the same time, you're going to have days where is things are tough. You know, every, they're all learning together at the same time. Whereas usually you may well blood one or two in, and you know the more experienced lads that are, have played that level of football and they can help them through it. Well, it, that's a big ask when you've only got two or three experienced lads in the team.
0: I think you make an interesting point about the grass being greener on the other side of the fence. So. I, I, I get that it can be quite frustrating when players leave, you know, sort of with the aspiration to go on to bigger and better things. But I guess, um, you know, I'm very familiar from our previous conversations about the limited resources that you're that you're dealing with. So, I mean, yeah. I, I imagine through gritted teeth, you have to try and keep... It's worth your while keeping on terms with those players who do move on, just in case things don't work oh, out I for think them and actually you want to get them
3: back. Yeah, I, I, listen, I, I think that any of the players, if they go on to... A higher level, um, then they go with our best wishes, you know. And and they have, and we've had we've had one or two do that this season, um, in fairness. And they've gone away, um, and they're they're doing well. I'm, I'm a fair play to them, you know. That's that's the nature of the beast, if you like, you know. We've had one or two that have have left, maybe to take a sideward step or or a step down, um, and you you kind of when you put a bit, I, I guess that's a that's the joys of being a non-league manager, I guess. You know, you, you put a bit of time and effort into these lads and, you know, look at the flick of a switch, they're gone. And for, like I say, for no real reason, you know. Um, and that's, obviously, is their choice and you, you get on with it. Um, but certainly lads that have gone higher, you know. We've just lost, or not just recently, I guess we've lost our, our top scorer, Danny Doddmead, who went to in and fair play to him. You know, he, he stepped up from the, Somerset Division 2, I think he was with AFC Briz, um, stepped up to us, he'd scored 17 goals and can easily play that level of football, can easily play, you know, he is that good. So once he started scoring goals for us, we're, we're not daft, we kind of knew that teams were going to be looking at him. And, and in fairness, we probably had about four or five different approaches for him, you know, and he, he t- took a good offer from Larkle. Um, and he does do well, and if he doesn't do, you know, if it doesn't work out for him, then yeah, of course he can always come back.
0: Now they say that the table doesn't lie, but I think that in the Toolstation Western League, the table in both division does does lie because <laughs> you're thirteenth <13th laughs> at the moment. But it's incredibly congested in mid-table, isn't it? I mean, you know, you put a couple of wins together, and you'll be you'll, you'll be solid top ten.
3: Yeah, it wasn't so long ago that the players were—we we were playing games, and whether we were winning, drawing, losing, they were looking at the results and seeing how the teams below us have got on, and what we needed to do. You know, how, how many points do we need, and are we safe? Or you know, because we were down—you know—we've been in the been down by the bottom two or three all season, um, and it's probably only been the last three or four weeks where the boys are—they're looking at the teams above them now. You know, they're looking and seeing that, well, I think, and I might well be wrong, 8th place, 7th place or something, are like five points in front of us, and they're thinking, well, you know, if we can put a couple of wins together, who knows, we might be able to get into that top half this season, which is, is great to see, great to see. You know, we, we, we've we had a few different people come up and watch us, and it was noted at, at the weekend when talking about the young lads again and, and saying what difference from say three months ago when the young lads were playing to now they've they've got a little swagger about them they look like they're settling in at this level which is which is brilliant you know and as as we said and as we've we've touched on is is about trying to keep them together and trying to build a, a new team
0: so if we look a bit further up the table um what do you make of the battle for the playoffs the battle for promotion i mean which sides that you've come up against so far this season have impressed you
3: Sure, uh, Sherborne were the the team for made it. I think in the two games we played against, we played them first game of the season, um, and they took us apart. To be fair, and we played them at home, and they did the same. You know, they've been the team that impressed me the most in in terms of everything. A good old fashioned side, um, but they have the ability, the strength, the know how to win games. They're the team that's impressed me the most. You know, you've got the top four that have all been on. Uh, a good run, you know they've all won so many games on the Bow haven't lost for so many games I i j i wasn't there for when we played welton and win canton, so I can't comment on them you know the the warminster game obviously I, I was there the famous seven six loss that we had um and there you know i, I like warminster and andy Crabtree is a a great bloke in if it, I don't know how the league's doing it. I don't know if it's two go up or one goes up in then playoffs. I don't know, you know. Or I think Sherbourne will get promoted as champions and, you know, if, if anybody else is to go up with them, then I hope it's Warminster.
0: You've got seven games left this season. What sort of targets are you setting for your side?
3: To get as many points as we can. And can we break into that top half? You know, I don't think we've been in the top half all season. But, as you said, it's, it's quite congested in that middle. We, we've got some tough games come tough games ahead you know we haven't got a game this weekend we've got canton, then we play Welton then we have Cheddar who run, you know you said about teams Cheddar beat us 4-2 at home and they were fantastic the football they played that night was fantastic to watch you know it wasn't very nice being on the receiving end of it but it was great to watch so we've got a lot of tough games coming up you know and I think they from our point of view, I think we're a little bit more relaxed, as I say, because we've moved away from the bottom of the table a bit, um, and it will be a chance now for us over the the remaining games to probably bring one or two other youngsters into the into the fray and see how they get on with a view to next season. That's that's kind of what we're looking at now. You know, if if we can get enough points on the boardings, it crash the top half of the table, then fantastic. Um, but we have got one eye on next season to. See who's going to be about, see who's going to be good enough. And hopefully, if we can hit the ground running, I think that the kind of attitude that the lads have now, both the young lads and the more experienced players, there's nothing to say that we can't be up there challenging for the playoffs next season.
0: So you mentioned there that you've got Canton up next, and that's on the 26th, which um, uh, you'll you'll know, of course, that you'll need to be at the races for that game. <laughs> But but in all seriousness, Jamie, um, actually w- with with your young team growing in confidence, actually coming up against Wincanton now is probably a really really good yardstick for you, isn't it? It's a really exciting game to see how far your team have developed.
3: Yeah, definitely. You know, we're. It, it was said last week. We before we lost to Longwell Green a couple of weeks ago, and before that, the last time we lost away from home was the actual the Warminster game, which was the twenty fifth of September. So we haven't lost. Our away form has been great. You know, our home form hasn't. Home form has been flipped right around. Our home form has been terrible. But away from home, and maybe, maybe that is it. The young lads haven't got that pressure away from home. You know, we we, have, we don't get many followers up at our grounds, let alone go into away games. So they go out there, they play. They're, they're not expected to win these games. You know, no one expects them to win. They're, everybody, I think we've come up against a lot of teams this season that have thought, they've probably had three points on the board already. And that, that kind of helps, you know. So, but yeah, definitely, you know, we'll, we'll go there and give everything we got. If they do that, then we'll come away from there happy, like, you know. Um, but, yeah, I don't think it will necessarily be pushovers. They'll want to beat us as well. I know that I missed the game earlier on in the season. We actually beat them 4-1 earlier on in the season. So, they'll want to beat us as well.
0: And my thanks to Jamie for his time. Uh, now our next game uh, is Lebec United at home to New Boys uh, Titherington Rocks, and uh, this was a five-goal thriller. Tom, it really was,
1: yeah. I mean, we've we've already discussed Welton's fight back. and uh, yeah, this was this was equally as good from Lebec. I think I picked this one out as the game of the week. Two potentially unheralded sides, top half, and it looked like Titherington were going to claim the claim the points. Um, yeah, they've been in decent form. And uh, goals from Brian Sharp and Max Wilding, putting them two goals to the good in this one. So, uh, yeah, they were, yeah, as I say, on, on the path to, to victory. But, uh, yeah, fair play to Lebec. Uh, another side managing a, a free goal fight back. Uh, two goals from uh, Jenison Williams. He's been, yeah, he's been doing well of well of late. Uh, and then a goal also from Elan Plummer, uh, handing them maximum points. So, uh, yeah, good result for Lebec at home to Tiberington. And
0: finally, another close game. This time, a Bath and North East Somerset derby between mm. Odd Down and Bishop Sutton.
1: Yeah, absolutely. A couple of sides I know a little bit better, and it was yeah, Odd Down who who eventually ran out the 2-1 winners. Uh, and it was, I think this is yeah, uh, Luke Bryan needs some needs some appreciation. I think we're going to touch on the the leading goal scorers later on, uh, but yeah, he's uh, his two goals in the opening 25 minutes helping Odd Down to the the victory uh, by two goals to one over Bishop Sutton.
0: Those two sides will be the last two that um, I visit as part of my Bath Mind initiative. That's the partnership between the Tool Station Western League and Bath Mind, where we produce the changing room posters. And I'll be doing a a bucket collection and we'll be talking a little bit more about that later in the podcast. Um, Before we get on to the fixtures that Tom and I are going to call out. Um, for this coming Saturday, we do have the quarterfinal draw for the Les Phillips Cup, our league cup, of course, and that features Tavistock or Helston will play Exmouth Town or Saltash United, um, Bridgewater United or Radstock Town will play Wincanton Town or Shepton Mallet, Cadbury Heath or Brislington will play Clevedon or Ashton and Backwell, and finally, Canesham Town or Titherington Rocks will take on Almondsbury. Or Warminster, so that is your Les Phillips Cup quarter-final draw. Now we will take a look at the fixtures being played on Saturday, the nineteenth of March. Uh, it's starting in the Premier Division. Where, where's, uh, where's your interest
1: taken, Tom? Ooh, I'm going for Exmouth Street. So, uh, Exmouth uh, can, uh, yeah. Well, if, obviously, if they win, uh, and Tavistock, I don't believe, are scheduled to play up until until. Um, Next week, uh, so they've got a chance to not have a stock off top spot, and that feels like first time in a while that'll happen. So, uh, yeah, big, big afternoon for Exmouth at uh, Home Street, as I say.
0: And I'm going to go for Bitten against Clevedon Town. Um, Bitten in eighth, Clevedon in ninth, so two sides very close to each other in that rather congested um, Premier Division table. Uh, I'm sure that will be a highly competitive. Um, match and Bitten will want to get back
1: to uh, to winning ways.
0: And moving on to the first division, Tom, what
1: games caught your eye there? Gone for Sherborne. It's so a bit of a bit of an neat, well, easier choice. Uh, top uh, top versus second, um, yeah, and probably a, a pretty pretty big game in the uh, the outcome of the yeah title. I would say uh, Sherborne don't look like they can be can be stopped at the moment one of the yeah really really bang informed sides aren't they Warminster grinding out results I think you'd say Mm -hmm. at the moment they struggled a little bit on Saturday before before running away a bit late on so uh, yeah I think Sherborne potentially going as favourites at home and they are yeah they're scoring for fun aren't they but uh, Warminster second for a reason so I'm really looking forward to seeing how that one plays out
0: yeah, no, that's an absolute cracker there.
1: I was going to say the irresistible for
0: force meets the immovable object, but I think mm-hmm. both of those descriptions probably fit Sherbourne as much as they fit um, Warminster. Now, I think that would be an absolute cracker. And I also know, I mean, we know about Warminster's support, particularly with um, with Roland Millwood, and I know that they'll get an excellent welcome down at um, Sherbourne, some really lovely people down there. Um, my attention isn't at Titherington Rocks against Devizes Town. Sadly, I won't be able to make it to that game. The game I will be at is Bishop Sutton against Bristol telephones, uh, because that's the next stop on my tour of Western league grounds in Bath and North East Somerset. I will be doing a bucket collection for Bath mind. Um, I will also be providing the club with their changing room posters as part of our partnership with Bath mind. And if you are able to get to that game, I would very much like to shake your hand and say hello, um, Always nice to hear what you think of the podcast. People have been incredibly kind so far. I do hope that that continues on uh, on Saturday, and I would like to know what you think of our new jingle music. Anyway, on that uh, bombshell, we will move on to the leading goal scorers in the Toolstation Western League, Tom.
1: Yeah, let's do that. Uh, it's, uh, yeah, made a welcome return a few weeks ago. Uh, and, uh, yeah, it's always, always good to look at this stuff. So in the Premier Division, uh, the leading scorer, uh, league goals only, that is. Uh, Liam Prynne of Tavistock, he's uh, hit 30. Uh, we've got Jack Taylor of Bridgewater. He seems to be scoring braces more often than not at the moment. So he's on 28. Uh, we then got Jordan Harris of Exmouth on 26. And Will Haleston of Kenton has also uh, hit 20. Uh, in the first, uh, we've got a man uh, reaching the 30-point barrier, and that's Luke Bryan, who I mentioned earlier, uh, far down. Uh, he's the first so far to do that. We've got Oakland Buck of Bishop Sutton on 27. Uh, Adam Wright of Wells on 24, and then the high-scoring Sherborne. Uh, their, their top marksman at the moment is Alex Murphy, who has 23 league goals. Uh, and then in all competitions, so that's obviously including Les Phillips and whatnot. Uh, Liam Purin has 36. Uh, Jack Taylor has 32. Uh, Luke Bryan on 30, uh, and then the duo of Oakland back and uh, Jordan Harris, who we mentioned uh, previously in, in the goal-scoring charts, they're both on 27. So yeah, that's how how things stand at the moment excellent tom thanks uh, as always for your time we've been reviewing your excellent bulletin where can the listeners find that it's on the uh yeah it's on the tool station uh, western league uh, official website it's, uh, it's on the home page and uh, there's also a tab along the top i think you can go along uh, click on that and you can then download the uh, the most recent uh, document which comes out every every week looking back on uh, the games that have just happened and whatnot updated tables fixtures uh, the works now uh, try and yeah Get plenty of pitch in there. A little bit of news usually uh, come, coming in there, including things like the Les Phillips Cup draw and whatnot. So, yeah, that's uh, out every week. Absolutely brilliant, Tom. Thanks very much for your time, as always. It felt like
0: today was a bit of an anti-climax after the, mm-hmm. the extravaganza of last week but I think if we've learned anything over the uh, the last few years it's um, it's being solidly consistent that keeps us going and um a, a return to the normal form on this uh, on this week's tool station westernly podcast <laughs>